0: Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. Hello, everybody, and welcome on into this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. The Super Bowl is over. Which means football is over. And don't you worry, because Megan Gailey, my co-host, and I are here to break it all down for you. Megan, what's happening?
1: We'll, we'll break down all the really important stuff. I'm good. How are you? I, um, I am looking at you, and you're eating a bowl of cottage cheese. I believe you have a Bulls shirt on.
0: Yes, okay, I, Scott- this was a new purchase this weekend at a little vintage shop. Scotty and Jordan
1: hugging who knows if they would be doing that now and then behind you you've got sort of a green screen effect and it is Eagles coach Nick Sirianni sobbing I mean really I have an audition today and I'm like I need some of these national anthem lovers to coach me because they get those tears flowing
0: Yes, um, we're going to talk about Nick Sirianni and if crying before the game was a good thing to do or a bad thing to do, but we are wishing you all of the luck on your audition, not that you need it, but we are wishing that.
1: You're supposed to say break a leg, okay, um... I did find it funny because there were definitely people crying during the national anthem. Uh, None of them were black. (laughs) Really struck me as hilarious. Like they were, they'd cut to like Mahomes and he'd be looking around like, I don't know why these guys are crying.
0: (laughs) I get it. It is an emotional moment. We can talk more about that when we get into our Super Bowl discussion, but we will start the show the way we always start the show with our morons of the week. Megan, you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So mine is from um, a little moment in the Super Bowl. They cut to the stands. You know, they got to show us who's there, what's going on. They cut to the stands and they showed Roger Goodell sitting next to Kelsey Mama sitting next to Damar Hamlin. And I thought don't make those three people sit together and I'm sure it was just like hey they're cutting to us we've got two minutes and 19 seconds to go till halftime let's get everybody in their seat but it was just such a like here's the mascots of this Super Bowl that I'm like show DeMar with his like friends and family having a nice time show mama Kelsey like I don't know praying a rosary for her boys <laughs> Goodell <laughs> kissing Rupert Murdoch's head like let's get them doing what they'd really be doing and like this is not the trio that that I think is naturally gravitating towards each other so I just thought it was like kind of the NFL being a little too heavy-handed with their like look everybody likes each other.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I actually commented on it live when I was watching it and I said, you think they're really sitting together? Or where they are no. like, hey, guys, we got a shot. We're going to halftime. Let's get these three together. And after that, you guys can all go your separate ways. There's no way that Mrs. Kelsey was sitting next to Roger Goodell and DeMar Hamlin during the game. And there's no way DeMar sat next to Goodell for the whole game either. No, no
1: and DeMar was sitting there not talking. And it's like, let him have
0: fun. Exactly. Um, love that moron. My moron of the week is Jesus because, um, I don't know. He spent a lot
1: on commercials.
0: Yes. And that is exactly why he is my moron of the week. And some of these commercials really did pull at your heartstrings. And then you see the black logo and it's like, Jesus saves all. And I was like, all right, I'm out now. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course. Cause it's like, I just think we know if we want to be in on Jesus or not. Um, I don't, and there was a lot of criticism about how much was spent on these commercials where it's like, well, I think Jesus probably would have, you know, maybe fed children with that money or That's what I was built about. some like, homes is, that were needed post natural disasters.
0: I and mean, that I just don't know. shows you how much trouble religion is in if they're spending that much money on advertising.
1: Well, and then it also, it's like, who was spending that? It wasn't the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is not buying Super Bowl ads. They have Hummers to buy for the Pope's guard, and so they their money is spent. They go, "We got the Sistine Chapel. That's its own Super Bowl ad." So I'm like, "Who is the one who?" who is does jesus have a pr team like it would it i guess we're offering it up as a potential snl sketch to show us like the jesus ad room how also, that all maybe, comes together you know, we've
0: been waiting a long time for jesus to come back so maybe now they're starting to let us know like hey guys he's coming soon so maybe yeah. uh, build the anticipation to to jesus's big return um eddie do you have a more on this week
2: I do uh, mine's way kind of out of left field. We're not really talking about college football right now, we're talking about pro football, Super Bowl. But this is just grinding my gears because it deals with the school that I root for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They uh, obviously had the head co- uh, offensive coordinator position open. Tommy Rees goes to Alabama to be coach under Nick Saban, a guy who clearly wants an NFL job. Don't really fault him, um, besides the fact that he played quarterback at Notre Dame, but sides the point. Notre Dame is kind of zeroing in on Andy Ludwig. Andy Ludwig, offensive coordinator of Utah. Utah had a great season, obviously beat USC in the Paco championship game, lost the Rose Bowl to Penn State. They wanted him to come in there. Um, he's at a hockey game with, with Coach Freeman. They're taking pictures. It seems like it's a done deal. Uh-huh. The university will not pay the buyout, like somewhere between two and $4 million for him to come coach at the school. And the problem with this is not necessarily like that he is the, you know, be all end all of offensive coordinators. But it just shows, again, this is the pro- this is the reason exactly the reason why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to LSU is because Notre Dame does not put the school as a priority. They're cheap. They're cheap. Yep. They only care about the, the academic. Uh, and they stuff, have, so, the much they have they so much
1: money. They have so much money. This actually, it's not out of left field, Eddie. It's not, because, because you're talking maybe, about Jesus. Jesus.
0: Maybe they take yeah. some of that money from Jesus and pay a man who's actually alive. And, I would love it if the students of Notre Dame all went <coughs> to church because they have that beautiful... <coughs> Beautiful church, Touchdown, on, Jesus. Yeah, where? No, that's the library. The church is—I forget what it's called. It's escaping me right now. Anyways, um, they should all go and throw an extra, like, hundred bucks in the little collection basket and put notes on it, like, "This is for our offensive coordinator."
1: Tuition is tuition is thirty one thousand dollars. Oh no, it's more than that. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it's probably double. Yeah, I was double. looking. I think I was looking at a at a, a high school. Um, yeah. Tuition is close to sixty thousand
2: dollars. That sounds so more it's like, like it.
1: So what do we get? Ten students to, together, and yeah. we paid it.
2: Yeah, and I understand. You know, for a coordinator, that's like head coach money. You know, two, somewhere between two and four million a year. I, I, I get that. From you know, you, you don't want to be paying just to buy it out. Not even for his contract. I understand in terms of the grand scheme, like of what coaches make is a lot, but you know, the school has plenty of money, but the main, the biggest issue is you can get a Brian Kelly 2.0 situation with Freeman, especially this is a year they're going to, Notre Dame going to be really good this year. Like they brought in Sam Harmon, They have a really good squad. Um, I just can't see a scenario where they finish outside of the top seven. I think they have a real shot of being a playoff team this year. And the final piece is to make sure you have that offensive coordinator uh, role to, to help, you know, the all-time ACC passing leader, Ann Hartman. And you can't nail that down. What makes what makes Freeman not go, okay, well, this job is opening up. I'm going to go this there. Place because this place doesn't prioritize. And that's what all Notre Dame fans are really upset about. The school does not prioritize this stuff. The AD should be fired. Like, I, I swore a brick. I, I just, it, it, every beat writer is slamming against them. I have friends texting me. They're like, I was planning on going to games this year, and I have no desire to go to them because, wow. like, the school doesn't care, so why should I? So this is, this is a is real bad thing, and, and that's why Notre Dame, easy, easy, morning of the week. Well,
0: this now is... I love, uh, you guys know this about me. I'm a potster. I love to, um, you know, just, like, drop drop a couple couple bombs here and there so my my father is a diehard Notre Dame fan my sister is a Notre Dame alum and they're texting about this whole situation in our family group chat and I just threw out the the question is Notre Dame a stepping stone job and then they both hundred percent panicked and I it is the conversation though. immediately just a little bomb right there
1: but like I'm not even trying to be mean I think it is yeah. it, it it they're not in a conference and you got to be in a con you got to be in the SEC like that's just what it is um I find cheapness to be a character flaw I despise it in people and I'm not talking about like oh I have a budget so I can no when you have the money and you pinch and you tip poorly and you don't take care of the people that work for you I go you are bad and I don't want you around okay Thank you. Um, Megan, give us your mensch this week.
0: So this is interesting, and I know you all are going to gasp when I say what my mensch of the week is or who my mensch of the week is. But just hear me out on it. My mensch of the week are the Eagles players and coaching staff. Now, okay. I understand I say this with a picture of Nick Sirianni right behind me, and he is crying, and I'm clearly making fun of him. But I think that they deserve to be the Mench of the week for the way they handled the situation that happened on, in the last call of the Super Bowl. So we all saw mm-hmm. it. It was an atrocious call, James Bradbury. Um, however... James Bradbury came out to the media and admitted, yeah, I was tugging him. Nick Sirianni Mm -hmm. says in his closing remarks, listen, there's a lot of calls that contribute to the game. We were Mm -hmm. outplayed today. So I think Sirianni immediately went into that locker room and said to his guys, listen, we're nipping this in the butt. We are not being sore losers. We are not blaming this on a call, which for people Mm -hmm. who live in Philadelphia – this not going to be easy. Yeah, groundbreaking. There, there
1: is no high road in Philadelphia. It's only low roads.
0: Exactly. So this is groundbreaking. It shows that Sirianni completely has control of the locker room. He completely has control of his coaching staff. Because while the local Philadelphia media, they weren't so great with it. There was a lot of outlandish takes. Nick Sirianni and his locker room, the Eagles players and coaching staff handled it. Chef's kiss. And so the, and way to not be sore losers, and way to not take away the moment from the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who had a yes. very gutsy performance. And and we talk a
1: lot about the refs, um, all of it bad. I can't really remember a time when maybe maybe when the gal with the pretty uh, blonde ponytail, love her, um, but the the truth is, do games end up being decided by one call? Not actually because there is such a massive amount like do they influence the game yes is that unfortunate a hundred percent but like the guy came out and he's like I did grab him so sometimes you get away with that and sometimes you don't and that I think is what's frustrating is that there really seems to be no consistency but I think that's by design like I think there's no consistency because they can end up seeing it in the moment and the context and did I warn them whatever okay so my, I, I agree with you, I think they, <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to do it, so I commend them. I'd be like, we would have won. We would have won. I would have won. I am the greatest. (laughs) I should be president. I should be empress. And it's all that one thing. And it's like, no, I bet you probably missed some tackles earlier in the game.
0: I love it. None of them were complaining. So that is a great job by the Eagles locker room. And now the fans, uh, not so great in Philly. They were rioting, but they would have rioted if they they won anyways. They
1: would have been rioting even if they weren't in the Super Bowl. They just love to burn. (laughs) Okay. My mensch of the week. I went to see 80 for Brady last week. I got a group of 12 people together. Megan, Eddie, it's incredible. And and I know we had been like making fun of it. I thought it was laugh out loud, funny. I had so much fun. There were non-sports fans there to die hard sports fans. All of us walked out of it going, that was really good. Like, is it it's not an Oscar winner, but it's fun, it's feel good, and the gals are having the best time. There are joke runs in it that are like chef's kiss, next level i truly thought it was so good and i highly recommend it
0: so we are gonna spend we have a we have a tough stretch here right we have four weeks until selection sunday there's not a lot of sports happening obviously we have the news that tiger woods is making his return to the golf course we'll get a little bit of mileage out of that um megan always has random tennis here and there but as a little treat for you all we are gonna do a full podcast where we do an 80 for brady review and, okay so um, that's just a little teaser see- I need to see the movie before we do that. Little teaser,
1: and you know what? As I was watching it, because they do have game footage in it, and it's it's a wonderful NFL commercial. I didn't see you, but I looked for you as you're watching the game footage. They could call holding on every play. Like I'm watching, and they're showing these like great plays. I go, that's holding. That's holding, that's holding, like, just to circle back to my point of, like, these calls, they, they come and go, they come and go. I love okay. how we're
0: making full circle movements today, like, we we're brought Eddie back it to Jesus, is. we brought 80 for Brady back to the refs, I love yes. all of this. We need to give a quick congratulation shout out to our We gotta get Eddie's mensch,
1: we gotta get oh, Eddie's Oh, sorry, mensch. Eddie,
0: I forgot, I'm just, like, rolling here, Eddie, do you have a mensch?
2: Yeah, just quickly. Obviously, um, uh, a large number of extra points. Crew, were in Phoenix for the week. I have to just give a mention, uh, shout out to the the, the Caesars, but the, the Omaha staff for helping us. We had a great week of content. We did daily videos, Super Bowl related videos. Megan, you had one with the with the uh, with the psychic. We have Harry catching a ball from Joe Montana. The Harry prank. The sales prop video. David Media Night. Uh, without them, that wouldn't have been possible. And then, obviously, our content from Radio Row and our awesome set, the Caesars set in the corner of, uh, of Medium, where they really did a great, fantastic job. None of that stuff would have seen the light of day without the help of them, and they made everything go smoothly, and we're all very, very proud of the content. So, uh, great Super Bowl week. So, thank you, uh, Omaha Caesars staff, and obviously, Toby, Sal, and the rest of EP. Put, put that all together.
0: Amazing. Awesome. You I know. love that mench. And it really was fun to watch from afar, too, and just watch how far Extra Points how much extra points has grown really in the last mm-hmm. year? I know last year around the Super Bowl we did the Kappa Consequences where someone had to drink Scott oh God, Harry's brother it. his bathwater. Why would you and, remind me? Um, this year we did another contest and we had double the amount of participants in this contest. So we are really growing. We appreciate you all and. Um, you know, spread the word. We're over here at Extra Points making some funny content for you all.
1: The two Megans, we were a little in our feelings about not being there. I was actually thrilled. I was very tired. There was no way I could have done it. My husband was out of town. And I a special shout out to other Megan, because I do think fate intervened and it was right we weren't there. My son did walk last week. Um, and I'm... If I had been in Arizona, I would have kicked myself in my own head. Um, so Also, we weren't meant he's to only be there. nine
0: months and he's walking. You guys, yep. we are gamblers in mm-hmm. this audience of extra points. Put some futures on Conrad Gailey Toledano. Did I say that? Toledano. Right? Toledano. <laughs> All right. I'm Conrad Gailey
1: on. Toledano. Mm-hmm.
0: Toledano. Um, first round you, pick.
1: You said it really Chicago. Hey, Toledano. Toledano. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, oh, now no, we can get into the your baby
1: Heineken prop quiz challenge results winner was Blair Dills. That sounds like a gal to me. Um, so big ups to Blair. The loser was Jesse Linger. Jesse only got five right. We'll have to face the cap of consequences.
0: And what is exciting about this is Jesse <clears throat> does not live too far from me in Florida. So I am going to be involved in delivering the cap of consequences. Oh wow. To Jesse, um, just wait—he will be appearing on *Against All Odds* this week, and okay. we will find out Jesse's fate. Also, a shout out to Eddie and his team, waiver whoa God, Waiver—Waiver <laughs> Wired—they um, won the extra points fantasy playoff league. But we just, like, came
1: in third, Megan. We came
0: in third. And, we came and third and we and scored I, exactly 420, 420 points. And I
1: liked our team. So we're we're on the podium, we're getting the bronze, we're getting the four twenty treats, and we're we're feeling good about that.
0: <laughs> and, and our very own brother Bri, he won the extra points picks contest. Um, us here at Megan Fun of Sports, Mm-mm. including Eddie, we, we, we not great. didn't not do great. didn't do so hot. Um, real quick before we take a break and dive into all the important headlines around the Super Bowl, we just have to give a little shout out to our guy, Tiger Woods, who is making his return this weekend. Um, I read a little bit about him today. It's so <laughs> You'd like he never still... you'd
1: never heard of him before. <laughs> said, well, no, I just I'm read to find like, out about this
0: tiger is it Tiger Woods? Okay. <laughs> Who's this tiger guy? Well, I was reading about his return this morning. <clears throat> he didn't have a great golf season last year, but obviously it's, it's... been Almost two years to the day now that he faced a life-threatening car accident. So Tiger is back now. He says that he wouldn't have entered the tournament if he didn't believe he could compete to win. There we go. Still dealing with plantar fasciitis and some ankle tenderness, I will call it. Okay. Um, but obviously, the world of golf is a more exciting place when Tiger Woods is on the golf course. So we will all be glued to our Absolutely. TVs watching Go- this weekend.
1: Golf is going to have to do some heavy lifting in this uh, in this bridge to to getting us to to baseball golf And basketball, we're rooting for you. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we will, oh, uh, cannonball into all of our Super Bowl. thoughts
2: the thing about caesar sportsbook
0: it's not just an app it's your key to a whole empire hotels casinos restaurants shows caesar's palace i'm sure you've heard of it every bet you place with caesar sportsbook brings you closer to perks only caesar's can offer hotel stays at iconic destinations app bonuses merch show tickets and many more caesar's rewards perks so get started today register using code omaha and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win congrats if you don't you'll get your stake back as a bet credit if you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call one 800 next step. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call one 800 522 4700 Indiana, call one 800 9 with it. Iowa, call one 800 bets Off. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call one 800 270 7117 Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one 800 gambler which is one 800 426 2537 Or in West Virginia, visit one 800 gamblernet New York call 778 8 hopeny or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 Now,
3: let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good
2: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: I think headline, really good game. And we're not used to a good game. One of the extra points, uh, questions was, are they going to, is it, going to go over, which I believe was 50. And I was like feeling a little aggressive because I thought it was going to be thirty one twenty eight, And they blew right on past that. So a high scoring game I do think is good for the viewers.
0: Of course, it was a highly entertaining <coughs> football game. I know um, a little bit of momentum was taken out of the game because of that last call, it maybe wasn't that exciting moment of uh, less than two minutes left. quarterback with the ball in their hands they have a chance to win. We had some kneel downs obviously the extra po- not the extra point. The field goal sealed the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. but I was nervous for that field goal, especially mm-hmm. because he missed one earlier in the day.
1: And because his name is Butker. Uh, and so you just go, oh boy, I hope this guy is okay. You know, I, we, don't know the, we don't know the emotional toll that took on him as a child.
0: So we hit on this a little bit in the morons and mentions of the week. And I just had to ask you, point blank, did the past interference call on James Bradbury cost the Eagles the Super Bowl?
1: No. I think what cost the Eagles the Super Bowl was their inability to contain an injured Patrick Mahomes. Like, all we had heard is this defense, this defensive line, they get after the quarterback. It was number one offense versus number one defense. And in the first half, they really did it. And the Chiefs defense couldn't tackle. I was like... I feel like I'm watching a Colts team. I mean, they were missing so many tackles, and and I think Mahomes later said that they were maybe playing a little tight, a little too Mm -hmm. anxious, but I really, I think the the Eagles' defense just gave up too much, and that's what actually cost them the game.
0: The second half for the Chiefs was phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes didn't have an incomplete pass, and um, really... I think the 26 yard run, I believe it was on third down. For me, that's a career moment for Patrick Mahomes. I think when. And he looked gimpy, too.
1: Like, it's not. He looked like, I don't know, me running.
0: When all is said and done, and this guy goes into the Hall of Fame someday, that will be a play that's part of the montage. Like, this was a defining play of Patrick Mahomes' career. And really, when you look at the time of possession, when we hit halftime, I was like, oh my God, the Chiefs got to get the ball. Like, the yeah, Chiefs I was like,
1: they're getting kicked. That's how it felt. They
0: really need to get the ball. So watching what they did in the second half, that's what cost the Eagles the game. They could uh-huh. not stop this Chiefs offense in the second half. And now Patrick Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl five years as a starter. He's been to five AFC title games, five AFC West titles, five straight 12-plus win seasons, five straight Pro Bowls, Two Super Bowl wins and two Super Bowl MVPs, and he is only twenty-seven years old.
1: He's obviously a generational talent. Um I I think catching Brady seems like it'll be nearly impossible, but he's on track to to be surpass Peyton. He already has uh, Super Bowl-wise. What do you think teams that because he was not the number one overall pick. He was not that exciting and heralded out of college. And and we heard last week, even the Bears said they were going to draft him and then didn't and drafted Mitch Trubisky. Oh, what God. what do you think? Like is did they just not trust him? I mean, how how did teams miss on him?
0: I think Bears fans. That's going to be their biggest regret forever. And I know Bears As fans should. that talk about that all the time is that they didn't. That they didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, I I think that's something that we'll always be asking. And maybe you know Brady, he wasn't drafted till the sixth round, and that's a right. chip he carries on his shoulder to this day. Maybe this is something for Patrick Mahomes that he also carries with him because when you reach that level, you need something to motivate you, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, right.
0: Look, we just read those stats; they're overwhelming. He's the best. How does well Michael Jordan used to
1: in- invent? things to motivate him and and I guess even as I'm like asking that question you go what if he had gone to the Bears would he be as successful probably not just because they don't have the system of success put in place there so some of that credit probably does need to go to Andy Reid and Alex Smith to some extent to be like teaching him how to be a quarterback in the NFL
0: Andy Reid absolutely and I I think like what they did in the second half really defines what this Chiefs team has always done i remember being at the afc championship game when the patriots played the chiefs in arrowhead stadium that was the d Ford offsides overtime game call that ultimately sent the patriots to the super bowl but the patriots dominated the first half and then all of a sudden the second <coughs> half the chiefs make their adjustments and to me that's andy reid uh that's andy reid and his coaching ability to figure things out and adjust Quickly, Like they did. And when those adjustments happened, it was halftime in the locker room and we were all jamming out to Rihanna and her halftime show. I was a little bummed that she didn't open with SOS because I had listened to so much Rihanna all week that I was completely convinced. However, the best moment of the show was when she sang diamonds and that was was, incredible. That was something I I pretty much predicted here um, on Megan fun of sports that she would be raised up like a diamond
1: i thought the visuals were astounding like seeing her on that wobbly platform and and luckily we knew she but it didn't like she was sort of like strapped in with just one cord i'm like oh my god i get afraid on like the team building ropes cord like when i saw that i was like oh i it's and on top of it just to, to be pregnant Rihanna and I had a baby around the same time. Okay, so I'll speak on this. <laughs> I'm clearly in her shoes. So Rihanna just
0: had a baby nine months ago.
1: Yes, and, and now, now she's
0: pregnant again.
1: And we don't know how far along. I'm guessing she's at least twelve weeks. Um, I'm guessing somewhere between <clears throat> twelve and sixteen weeks. She is showing. You show a lot sooner on your second one. She did the belly rub. I as a as a woman who just had a baby, when people were like, "She's pregnant," I was like, "No, she is not. She is highlighting that the postpartum body does not snap all the way back." Like I thought it was this I'm much really larger piece on that. women's bodies.
0: Because when we're watching, you know, I'm so afraid to say like, "Oh, somebody is pregnant," until and that's the they correct instinct.
1: That's that the correct pregnant. instinct. We should all be afraid to comment on a woman's body, especially whether she's pregnant or not. So I think it's okay that we were all like um she did rub the belly but like I don't know she's cool she may just be like this is my post baby but yeah but I don't even know I said I was gonna say gut and then I was gonna say belly and then I was like I don't want to say either one of them so my post baby treasure
0: I'm glad because I said to Andrew several times while watching this she's pregnant right she's pregnant right uh, is she yeah. pregnant? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't want to listen for him again. Good for him. Good for and you. And it went on Twitter. Obviously, she was pregnant. This <clears> was, um, I don't want to go too far on this, but I think this was really a um, iconic moment for women, right? A- absolutely. Um, as someone in front of the camera for work, I think about daily, oh my God, when I decide to get pregnant, when I decide to have kids, is that going to ruin my career? Are they going to take me off TV? Are people going to look at me differently? Am I not going to get as many opportunities because people will say, oh, she has a baby. So to see mm-hmm. Rihanna perform on the largest stage while pregnant, I think just was a message that, hey, women can and and we will do those types of things. So thank you, Rihanna, from um, all of us gals out here who were very excited to see you do your thing um, with your beautiful pregnant belly Ugh. at the Super Bowl.
1: I just, yeah, I I really thought the dancers were so great in, in the White Puffs. I have seen people, I think, be comically critical. Um, and I know it, it's jokes, but be like, yes, girl, give us nothing. Or she phoned that in. And I keep seeing those comments and those are from people that have never been pregnant. And I, first of all, I don't ever think Rihanna was like a Janet Jackson dancer. That's not like she is a vibe. She is an energy. I thought like all of the choreography was very good though. Like, yes. Is she down like doing the JLo hustlers? No, but that's not who she is anyways. So I mean, you guys couldn't cut this out of the podcast if you want. When she put her hand on her vagina and then smelled it and smiled, I go, this is incredible. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) But to be... To be out of bed. I was in bed the first three months I was pregnant. Like, you are sick. You are exhausted. And they, we don't talk about it enough. It is so difficult. It is so painful. I went to the emergency room to get fluids because I could not keep food or drinks down for over 12 hours. And I was going to pass out. Like, your body is going through so much. People have to take medical leave during their first trimester because they're so sick. So for her to be, upright doing anything is impressive I do not think it was a phone it in I think it was very calculated and specific yes she's a billionaire and there was Fenty product placement but men do this all the time like I say give her her flowers and the choreography that she did do was so amazing I also love how it was just choruses I'm like we don't need any of the filler give us the hits give us the choruses she goes lift me up I'm not even doing it and I would have loved it I would have been like oh Black Panther, here we are. But she really gave us so many hits. She kept it so tight. She looked beautiful. I do think she was having fun. I think she also was like, you guys say I haven't been doing anything? Here, I'm doing something. And it was really... Not an fu, but definitely a wink and a smile.
0: Of course. And to your point, we don't talk about it enough. You and I are both <coughs> gals. We're both women. That's obviously no secret. But I... I've been a woman my whole life, and no one has ever told me what happens to you when you get pregnant. So hearing from you the first time that people have to take medical leave, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to struggle with this? This is something I'm one day going to endure? I think this is, to your point, something that is not talked about enough. So seeing Rihanna do what she did, um, really, it meant the world to me. And I know there were a lot of other gals out there who felt, felt similarly.
1: Yeah, because like, again, Rihanna's a billionaire and I'm sitting in my house. I can barely afford, but a great equalizer is pregnancy. Like you cannot buy your way out of morning sickness. You cannot buy your way out of hypermesis, whatever it's called. You know, like Kate Middleton struggled, had to be hospitalized to it. So medical things really are an equalizer. And and I think anyone who's ever been pregnant, aspires to be pregnant goes, oh, this was a big deal.
0: Yes, Um, we also have to give a shout out to Justina Miles, who became the first deaf deaf female (coughs) to provide American Sign Language interpretation during a Super Bowl halftime performance. If you watch the video of this gal, she is electric. I could watch her perform all day. The facial expressions, the body language, she was outstanding. So Justina... Thank you to you, and I also have um, a little bone to pick with my celebrity crush, Paul McCartney, who faked out the entire world. I felt like I, was, I had an inside scoop here. Eddie, who was um, on-site reporting live from Arizona, gave us a little tip that Paul McCartney was going to be at Bianco Pizzeria, which is <coughs> obviously the best pizza in the world. Shout out, Chris Bianco, um, and it is located in Arizona. Eddie told us that Paul McCartney was going to be there. I you know I know that he has a house in Arizona. I was like, of course he would perform with, with Rihanna. They have the, the song that they do together. He's 1,000% going to be there. He's not just going to fly in to get pizza and go home. So I was looking everywhere to place this prop bet. Turns out you can only place it in Canada. I did text my Canadian friend to see if she could get somebody to put the bet in for me. It didn't work out. I never got the bet put in. But I was <coughs> looking forward to seeing Paul. And I saw him, but not during the halftime show. So, Paul, way to, way to just dupe out the whole world.
1: Yeah, I like that she didn't bring anyone out because she didn't need to. So, it's like, I'm here. I'm enough as Rihanna. Um, Chris Stapleton's anthem hit the under. I missed the My best friend was in town. She loves Chris Stapleton. I was trying to get us to the party in time to see the anthem. I was a single mother last week. Uh, and i had to wake conrad up from a nap and it he, he was very upset and so we missed the anthem we watched it afterwards and i did think it was good
0: we should have known the under was going to hit i feel like a country guy really respects respects the country it's not going to take doesn't time do that to gloat <laughs> <for himself>. <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh, i always think it's going to hit the over cuz i'm
1: like oh they're going to get to red glare <laughs>
0: LeBron James, who just set the all-time scoring record for the NBA, was shown at the Super Bowl, and he got booed at the game. Come on, you guys! I don't like that. Give the guy just like a month to not get booed. Just one, like But like, why are
1: what do what do Eagles or Chiefs fans have against him? Like, I just don't.
0: I blame the Eagles fans. This definitely was not the Chiefs. Of course, because because they also are so nice.
1: The Eagles fans also booed Dak Prescott while he was getting the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And honestly, it made me go, now I'm really rooting for the Chiefs. I just think if someone is getting an award for their philanthropy, like, you just kind of, like, also Dak Prescott is like, One of the least offensive people on the planet. Like, it's so nice. Seems like a good guy. Is winning the award for being the best charitable man in the NFL. Can't you just, like, step out and get a hot dog during that time? I'm not even saying you have to cheer him, but to boo him?
0: The Eagles fans are really the worst. I'm surprised. There's definitely batteries being thrown in Philadelphia somewhere today. And probably every day for the rest of the year because it is philadelphia megan did any commercials stick out to you
1: um zero actually the only thing that's the only thing that stuck out to me I was also having to take care of a child in a party setting, and there was a lot going on. I had to change a poopy diaper during Mm. the Super Bowl. Okay, so there were, like, Conrad tried chips for the first time. Um, He was trying to spill everything. Like, I was having my own Super Bowl. I was playing defensive and offensive tackle to my own son. The only thing that stuck out to me commercial-wise was that there were so many mega-famous people in them, and I was thinking, don't, that's, no, no. We need the commercials, okay? I have a mortgage, so I don't need A-listers hawking these goods. Let me, little old Indiana girl next door, sell all the goods.
0: My favorite commercial was the one with um, with uh, the guy from Succession.
1: I, I you Megan didn't looked, see it? They were they were like a total afterthought to me. Oh, so that I'm
0: was. Sorry. In my opinion, that was the best commercial. The worst commercial was the Bass Pro Shop commercial. Lacked creativity, seemed very random. I'm also not quite sure how Bass Pro Shop had the budget to, to oh, do. Oh, I think
1: Bass Pro Shop does well. I once performed in a town that has, like, a Bass Pro Shop that people call the museum. Like, I think they're doing well. I do have a question. Did the, um, did the Budweiser horses, were they nope. in a commercial? <gasps> no. Nope. No, see, I no love that. Apparently, they uh, had like
0: a monopoly on the commercials. So now, like Bud, uh, Bud Light, and Coors, and, and all of the others, um, they're getting into.
1: Uh, okay, but then the mix. Coors can get horses. Why can't they get in on the horse game? I, Peta I says them. only so many commercial horses.
0: Oh, yeah, stinky. Keta probably had a problem with it. All right, we have to get elsewhere in the NFL. You have a new head coach. And you should be pretty excited, especially after watching that offensive output, because the Colts hired Eagles' offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen? Sure. Um, how do you feel about the name Shane? Um, I
1: feel nervous that all of my happiness lays in the hands of a 37-year-old white man named Shane. That definitely gives me pause. Um, it sounds like someone who cheated on me in a past life, but I, I'm happy it's not Jeff Saturday. And I say that with love to Jeff Saturday. Now, I think more than ever, we can say, Jeff, we love you. And you are such a good guy, a hall of famer. And I think if you want a coaching job, you should start as an offensive line coach and and kind of work your way up the classic way um this is this feels very deja vu we hired frank wright from the eagles as their offensive coordinator and i loved frank i don't know a lot about this guy i i still think it's strange that some other black coaches have not been hired mean. Him, I think the fact that Jim Caldwell doesn't have a job is crazy. And I know he's been our coach before. He did take us to the Super Bowl. So he's... Uh, so yeah, I've been they're, they're, thinking a
0: lot about the B enemy thing. And there's a lot of rumors out there that he has some skeletons in his closet from his days in college and whatnot. And I think it's sort of reached the point for B enemy. Obviously, there's skeletons there, right? Like, if he ever wants a job, like, release the skeletons. Like, get out ahead of it. Tell us what it is. Deal with it. And then you can get your job because every year he keeps getting passed over and it doesn't really make any sense. Now, I know but, the Eagles are one of the organizations that Andy Reid still calls all the plays, allegedly. So maybe that's hurting him. Maybe he's a guy who doesn't interview well. You mean well, the, Chiefs, but, the Chiefs? Oh, sorry. The Eagles, um, whatever. You know what I meant.
1: Yeah, I I think the idea that there's skeletons in his closet is not, um, you know, hasn't been verified. So it's uh, very alleged. But so have a lot of these other white guys that have been hired. Like, you and I were talking about this, and there's a specific coach, I'm not going to say who it is, who was indicted by a grand jury on a horrific charge and he's gotten a head coaching job so it's even if there are you still have to look at it and go this is a black man who has not gotten a job and these are white men who have way less of a resume than he does and they've gotten a job and to me skeletons or not I think it's a race thing and I think it's going to be proven in a court of law it is too and and they're going to have some money to owe the NFL that is
0: we will see what happens with that. Elsewhere, the Cardinals hire Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. So both defensive are, coordinator and that offensive seems coordinator. Stressful.
1: Like it, Nick Sirianni's like, oh, okay, I guess I just lost the Super Bowl and I gotta hire two new best <laughs> friends. <laughs> okay. Ooh
0: boy. Well, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Yay, and happy Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day. AJ Brown and Juju Smith. Schuster got into a little um, tiff on Twitter. Did you see this?
1: I did see it. I actually DM'd it to you last night because I did want to talk about it. Um, I have since seen that it was, they were Valentines from that account, NFL memes, which.
0: I love that account.
1: Really does brilliant work. I don't agree with all of it, but I would say 90% of it is really, really funny. Um, And so Juju was sharing something that someone else had created I do think it was too soon. I do think it was salt in the wound. The guy has come out and said, "Yes, I did." Like he, I. I but then AJ Brown hit him back in a way that also felt below the belt, and it was just like it. it just seemed so silly. So and so, for those so... who haven't
0: seen it, though, let's tell him AJ Brown. He clapped back at Juju and and basically just called him, "You haven't caught anything until you joined the. You became a TikTok star." He was he was calling Juju Smith TikTok sister, boy. TikTok boy. And um AJ, you know, TikTok boy or not, he he won a Lombardi trophy. So so that's and he's little, good. Yes. Um so these two to your point, right. too soon.
1: I think he, I think AJ could have been like, hey, this is below the bell, and not then also insulted him. Cause it's like, you're being insulting, so I'm gonna insult you. It's very I know you are, but what am I? Um it felt childish. But You know, fun for us to get to talk about. Uh, Derek Carr informed the Raiders he would not accept a trade, and then he was released on Tuesday. So he is looking for a home. He was very funny at the Pro Bowl. So if he wants to get into stand-up comedy, there's always a big demand for clean comics, and I know that he could do the Jesus circuit. Mm. Um, Also, it appears Aaron Rodgers has left his dark room already because he was blasting... uh, Schefter and Rappaport on Pat McAfee saying that they are not part of his inner circle. No one in his inner circle speaks to them. So if they have info on Aaron Rodgers, it's not. For, he is so annoying. I'm like done. Yeah, I he's, just, he's so. So what was he
0: doing? He was going into a black room for how many days? Four days. Four days? Just and it's really like, you came decompress- out more
1: annoying? You came out more annoying. Like he, you know what you were saying about Brady? Oh, like he retired. He takes the spot that's, it's it's worse with Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Because he's doing, like, dumb things. It's just like, take two weeks off from the, from the media cycle. Like, you don't like the media. You're the one who consistently goes on these shows and kicks up drama, though. He's one of those men that are like, oh, I hate women. They're drama. And then is like the biggest gossip you've ever met in your life.
0: I could not agree more with this. Aaron Rodgers, like, Aaron, it's Schefter and one. These guys have sources if they're going on about something. they reporters. It's been confirmed. I think Rogers uh, is the type of guy who leaks the information and then walks back. Just and like-
1: your inner circle seems to be constantly changing because you have a new wackadoo girlfriend every two weeks. So, like, maybe your inner circle is leaky.
0: Hmm, maybe you should investigate some of those people. Okay, next year's Super Bowl, we already have odds. And the mm-hmm. Chiefs are the favorites, plus mm-hmm. 550. Then the 49ers, lots of questions with you. Their quarterback will be plus 600. The Bills, plus 650. Eagles, plus 800. Bengals, plus 900. That's where I would put my money. And the Cowboys, plus 1,600.
1: Yeah, the AFC just seems like it's still going to be good. Um, maybe even getting better if the aforementioned annoying man, goes to the Jets. uh, And the NFC still seems inferior I say that with love so it's an easier path there but there is just so there's so much time between now and then and so many different things that could happen that I'm willing to say Colts no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even like get through it um it's okay
0: because this time last year we were like oh the Colts got a shot at the AFC title the Colts are definitely going to be in the Super Bowl so a lot changes we could see a lot change
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited for the Colts to draft a player with the same name as my husband, maybe.
0: Mm, I like that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to catch you up on all things basketball.
3: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: Okay, so we are back. Last week's NBA trade deadline, I really do not remember. I I, I don't know if it was like tons of but the blockbuster. Like I forgot today that Kevin Durant was no longer on the Nets. Like that is, he is now on the Phoenix Suns. That is so shocking. That was so, that's such a drastic move. We are talking a perennial MVP candidate who really, oh my gosh, talking about Going with the wind, he'll blow any which way. Now on the Phoenix Suns, the West is so clustered. Like it really, the Nuggets are at the top. They kind of are an afterthought because we. I just really, I feel like... Nicole Jokic just doesn't get the media attention. And I don't know no. if it's the time zone or it's just the the personality. But this, the West is so stacked now. The Lakers made a bunch of moves. You can't
0: forget the Kings. The Kings have been red hot this season as well. Keegan Murray's been outstanding. And um, the Kings were leading the Pacific. And now you got the Mavs in there. And the Mavs have Kyrie Irving who was another part of that blockbuster trade deadline Um, it's crazy to me that Brooklyn's big three, which was Harden, Kyrie and Kevin Durant all gone, all gone in what two years,
1: Steve Nash gone. And now they're left with (laughs) Ben Simmons. It's like you cut. It's like there was like a flourishing town. It's the Super Bowl year when it was all of the dot coms. And then the next year it was the bus, and it was just like a tumbleweed. Ben Simmons is that tumbleweed. And it the team it's a free fall. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't even know who our coach is fully. And they are truly left to pick up the pieces and I could see in five years maybe them having this sort of miraculous turnaround and, and they've been able to piece together with all of these draft picks uh, a team they're they're but it's gonna be interesting how long it takes them to recover from this and and is Ben Simmons even gonna be in the league next year like it is so bleak the outlook for him he played 13 minutes the other night this is their Supposed last all star. He's
0: 13 not still on my fantasy team, is
1: he? He was never on my team.
0: Okay, Ben good, Simmons was never
1: on my thank team. God, um, Russell Westbrook is still on my team. Who
0: is he- no longer on the Lakers, and I am so sorry because you were one of the Russ defenders. You and I still am. We're out there supporting, standing by Russ, and now he is gone. How, how how how's it going in your in your household? Well,
1: he's still on my fantasy team, so gone. Not, not to Mather and Mama, um, CJ is buying copious amounts of on sale discounted Russ Lakers gear. I did retweet a thread the other day and it sort of transcended basketball. And it was all of the things that Russell Westbrook has done for his hometown of Los Angeles. And it is so much bigger than basketball. And the way he was treated here is so disgusting. And it actually makes me hate the Lakers because I know it wasn't the Lakers. It was Lakers fans that I am like, Lakers fans were not nice to me when I was pregnant at a Lakers game, and then they. Treated Treated my king Russ like this that I know I'm living with a Lakers fan I despise these people I find them to be sad small loser men
0: wow yeah that's harsh especially because your husband I wouldn't really consider him a Lakers fan no he's a he's LeBron, a fan. LeBron yes. fan yes which is a great transition <laughs> into what we're going to talk about next and LeBron James and um his historic night we all saw it It was a week from yesterday right now it was mm-hmm. eight days ago and I think the moment I saw the outfit that LeBron James wore into the Staples Center, I yes. knew black on this black was the night. This yes. is the night that history was going to happen. Um, it was still I, I, he deserved it entirely. He deserved the celebration and all the fan for and fanfare entirely. It was weird to me that after all the celebration, they're like, yeah, we got a game to finish. <laughs> and we are going
1: to lose it to the Thunder. Like, yeah, it was definitely like, and there's been a lot made about Anthony Davis sitting there pouting. But it's like, yeah, Anthony Davis is on a team that's like not doing well. Yeah. Um, and he's having to sit through a school play about how amazing his teammate is. So, yeah, I'm sure there's probably some frowns going around. I don't know. I really don't know. I what was is- I was shocked to see Thomas Bryant traded away. the The Lakers are just kind of like we got to do something, and and I think they feel good now. My most interesting thing I'm going to be watching Scottie Pippen Jr. is a is a part of the Lakers organization right now. He has gotten into a game. I think he goes back and forth between the G League and and being on the actual roster. And now his mom's ex boyfriend is also on the Lakers. Yeah. Malik Beasley and Scottie Pippen Jr. on the same roster. And I'd love to I'd love that to be a reality show we could follow.
0: I think we need more Larsa in our lives. She doesn't appear much around NBA games anymore, though. No, because she's she's filming
1: Housewives of Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's dating Michael Jordan's son. So she has a man right now.
0: What's the age difference?
1: Um, I think it's like 15 years.
0: Oh, well, it's not terrible. We've seen worse.
1: Oh, it's no Leo.
0: Yeah, it's we've definitely seen worse. Well, it is NBA All-Star Weekend. It doesn't really feel like it. Uh, I think the placement of the Super Bowl a week later kind of mm-hmm. takes away a little bit of tension from the NBA All-Star Weekend. But the number one thing that this podcast is looking forward to is the, the, the Capunto. I already messed it up. Um, we are going to see the brothers in the skills competition. It will be Giannis, Thanos, and what is the other one's name?
1: Apollo. Apo- is it Apollo? I don't know.
0: I don't think it's Apollo. First <laughs> first? I just am saying Greek words. I'm to go brothers. <coughs> I spelled it wrong too. Uh, Alex. It's Alex. It's oh. Giannis, okay. Thanos, and Alex. They will be in the skills competition. I. I absolutely love these brothers after watching the Disney movie. Thanos Um, is
1: my celeb crush. Um, I'm obsessed with him. I love him. I think he is so handsome. His smile on the Bucks bench lights me up. Um, So I hope he gets, I hope he wins it all. (laughs)
0: Um, Jason Tatum is in the three-point shooting contest, along with your boy Tyrese Halliburton as well. So those are just um, a few little nuggets to get you tuned, in, tuned into the NBA All-Star Weekend. The dunk contest, it's very lackluster. Who is it? I Honestly, these guys didn't even know what teams they were on.
1: Okay, great. But so, I do okay. like... I, sometimes I think if they're the no-names, they'll come out really swinging.
0: They could. They have nothing to lose. I like um, being, you...
1: Ha- you have seen the uh, shirts that were Salt Lake, Utah, which did spell slut um, at, in a season where we've already seen the city jerseys with CLT on it. Really, the, uh, it, it goes to show maybe the NBA could employ one woman um, yes. just, to, just to go, hey, here's an idea. Does it spell whore? Um, and, her, and her be able to be like, it does, actually.
0: When, we, when I was in college, us student athletes, we had to go to um, seminars called Cats Learning Together, and so if you took a class that had a lot of student athletes in it, um, you had to go to these Cats Learning Together meetings, where it was basically just like a tutoring session for all of us student athletes, and we used to all call them clits, because they spelled out CLT, yeah. Um, yeah. and then now I connect in Charlotte a lot, and it's CLT, CLT airport, so I always um, and that shows you uh, my sense of maturity.
1: Okay, so we are looking forward to All-Star Weekend. It's always fun. There's always, like, fun outfits or people doing silly things. It is also always on my birthday. My birthday is on Friday, February 17th. It is also the GOAT Michael Jordan's birthday. So make sure you wish myself and MJ and Paris Hilton uh, a happy birthday. Now, I really want to just drive home that last week my husband was out of town I was taking care of my child alone this week it is my birthday week before we get into our next segment which is college basketball now I don't want to talk about all this other stuff I just want to get it over with Purdue and Northwestern played on Sunday uh some would call it the appetizer to the Super Bowl. And Purdue was number one in the country, and they did lose. And I know Megan has things to say about it.
0: First of all, I just want you to know that this is not personal. Uh And second of all, I also think, of course, when Northwestern is going to have a historic program win, a win that can attract recruits, a win that is on national television i mean it was on fs1 or big yeah it was on fs1 or big 10 network big 10 network it was definitely on that um of course it happened on a day when not a lot of people are watching college basketball so that's like a little jab at northwestern but as somebody who would go to just about every northwestern men's basketball team when we were the bottom of the big 10 This was unbelievable for me to see. Now, Megan, I was like one of five students that used to go to Northwestern basketball fans. I was Mm -hmm. there so much. The only people I'd watch it with were the middle-aged men who were boosters, who were Mm -hmm. still Northwestern super fans. So Mm -hmm. the fact that this was a sold-out game, they were turning away students at the door. The lowest cost of a ticket to get in was $200. That just makes my purple heart grow bigger and bigger and bigger because watching this at home, I could not believe the student support and obviously Purdue has Zach Edey, who is our Canadian king as a podcast we love Zach yes. Edey; he is going to win the wooden award yes I mean unless should. unless something <clears throat> crazy happens Asian
1: but, seven foot four wow legend legend in the tola ding dong house
0: um this win for Northwestern fans was phenomenal honestly I got a little bit emotional watching it because um, something like this has never happened in Northwestern history. This is their first time they've ever beat a number one ranked team, ever. This is a program that has only gone to the tournament one time. Any school, that's not even a basketball school, has been to the tournament more times than Northwestern has. This is a coach, Chris Collins, who I was calling for his job. Me, among all of the other Northwestern Fans were calling for Chris Collins' job. They were projected to finish last in the Big Ten. And by beating Purdue, they punched their ticket to the tournament. This will be the second time ever that Northwestern is dancing. And I just want to point out at the beginning of the season, (sighs) Northwestern. pointed out so many
1: things. But
0: Northwestern athletic director gave Chris Collins an ultimatum. And now that win, that gives them like five more years. Yeah,
1: which is maybe not what you want. Um, My rebuttal is that Purdue is traditionally really bad in the tournament. Good during the regular season, bad during the tournament. So I'm hoping these losses to Northwestern, IU, these fluke losses will help write them get their mentality good for the Big Ten tournament and heading into March Madness because I do not want them to lose in the Sweet 16 like they do every single year so make this loss See, a You're learning. like every single
0: year like if Northwestern went to the Sweet 16 I would be crying.
1: Megan what crying. do I have? What do I have? What do I have?
0: You, you have team. Uh, what do I have? I, I have the I have a- Northwestern. And now and the,
1: the Patriots and the 90s Bulls. I've got nothing, okay? This is all I have, and I don't even have it because sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about Purdue because I live so far away, and no one from Purdue lives in Los Angeles. So let me just have my now number two ranked team and feel good about them,
0: okay? You can have your Canadian King, Zach Eadie, and um, he's going to win the Wooden Award, minus 1,400. Um And college basketball is fully back. This is when we dive in, four weeks Mm -hmm. from Selection Sunday. This is when we do our studying for our brackets. I would like to point out to everybody that tonight there is a game between Marquette and Xavier, and there's guard play. And what do we know about guard play? Guard play goes a long way in March. So we got to scout this game. We got to get on it. And I'm going to give you all three teams that I like this week. Three teams. And I wrote this yesterday so it might change a little bit. I loved Creighton heading into this week. They were on an eight game win streak. You always
1: love a team like Creighton. Some weird name. Where is Creighton? South Carolina?
0: Omaha, Nebraska?
1: Sure. Omaha!
0: Um, They were on an eight-game win streak, lost last night in double overtime to Providence. I also really like Ohio State. This is a team that's turning it on right now, and Baylor has been outstanding. They had a huge jump in um, the rankings this past week, jumping up nine spots after beating TCU. Stay away from TCU, their guard is injured, and Oklahoma, the Big 12 is loaded, so... Baylor, um,
1: also home of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Um, so a lot to celebrate down there in Texas. Okay, I think we've covered so much today. Um, not everybody thought we were going to get to college basketball, but boy, did you make sure we did. We
0: um, had to. It's college basketball season. You guys. I know. We got Tennessee playing Alabama tonight. Tennessee is favored by three. Alabama's the number one ranked team in the country. What is not to get excited about? We have the Super Bowl and then March. yeah
1: I think I gotta get a Purdue shirt um that is all we have for you this week my birthday week please make sure you uh congratulate me on making it to my 37th year on Friday wow who's your favorite
0: athlete with 37
1: oh you're gonna need to give me some time on that (laughs) I don't know I'll let you guys know next week
0: All right, next week, and um, actually, we are going dark next week. I think this is a good time to tell all of our listeners that we will be taking the week off. The whole network will be taking the week off. But when we come back in two weeks, we're going to give you guys a little treat to celebrate Megan's birthday and to celebrate all of you. We will be doing our 80 for Brady review, so make sure you tune into that. Megan, it's always a pleasure. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. We love you, all of us here. And we love all of you, our listeners. We will see you guys in two weeks. Bye.